Hello friends welcome to Chaos Chalk we have a great show for you Matt is here. Eventually. There is a little bit where Matt is not at all or only barely here but great news Johnny covered for him with considerable skill. Anyway, I told Johnny that if he got to talk alone for a bit so did I. I have a joke for you. Johnny got it from ChatGPT so you know it is good. Did you hear about the ketchup that went to the gym? It wanted to be a strong sauce, Jesus Christ. Fuck off Johnny. Making me and my kind look like idiots. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk. And on the other line is no one. Uh, so far, Matt Schmidt and I are having what we in the podcast industry refer to. This is like technical terms you won't understand. But we are having some technical difficulties. It's good that I use the word technical more than once there. Um, but that's happening. But I've decided, like, we... Like honestly, sauce talk. This is this is we were in a tight ship around here, so I'm gonna go ahead and start the show without Matt. Uh, Matt Schmidt is the guest. Like that's how you find out. Sometimes you find out that way. That's okay. Uh, but anyway, Matt Schmidt's the guest on the other line. Well, he's not on the other line. It's just me. Um, eat anything. That's not gonna work. Shit. Um, okay. We're just gonna keep going. We're gonna we're gonna hope for the best. What sauce? No shit. I cannot do. None of those are gonna work, Johnny. Okay. Oh, Matt Schmidt joined the call. Okay, Matt, how you doing, buddy? We're live recording the podcast right now. How's it going? It seems that his screen has frozen again. I'm not getting any sound from him. But Matt, tell me, uh, how how you doing, buddy? Uh, frozen again. Oh, we got. Did we? Did we get a snicker? Right, right, we're getting some laughs uh, while it's working. Matt, try to tell us how you're doing. It's so choppy. It's pretty choppy. Am I choppy on your end? Because on my end, I look real good. Oh, Matt uh, messaged me within the Google Meet app saying, "Not great, Bob. Very choppy. Not great, Bob. I believe is a Mad Men reference and." Very choppy, I assume, is like Jaws or Titanic or some sort of nautical reference, but two good, two good things. We're off to a really good start. Now, is this one of those podcasts where one person talks and the other person sends <laughs> text messages and I read them? Because we, we can do that the whole time. It could be pretty good. And in some ways it might be better because then we won't have to worry about hearing people other than me talk. I'm here in typing, so Matt could be talking now, but he's not. I may just need to bounce my router. Let me tell you. Well, one time, uh, I'm out of data on my phone. Oh, I'm out of data on my phone plan. So this guy is up against it. Uh, I'll tell you. Let me tell you. Well, Matt bounces his, his router. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. One time, I was in uh, Champaign, Illinois. And I needed, oh, Matt Schmidt has left the meeting, so it's it's just me talking now, but to what extent is that a difference? And honestly, this or any podcast. One time I was in Champaign, Illinois, and I was underage, and I was looking to do uh, a couple things. I wanted to take a road trip, and I wanted to drink 
illegally at a bar. And so I went to the bar and uh, I said, how do I get where I need to go? And how do I get into this bar and drink illegally? And they said, well, friend, you're going to have to route your bouncer, question mark. Is this a joke? Did we get to a joke? I, th- I feel like that's mostly a joke. So we're waiting for more great content on the other line, coming from Matt Schmidt very soon. But I, uh, this is this is how the show starts. Welcome to the show. On, I think I did on the other line. Eat anything good lately? Um, I don't answer that question, so I can't do it. Add a song to the playlist. That's for Matt. I also have an important update on a recent, uh, not a recent, a, a long since past uh, segment on the show we're going to revisit. Matt doesn't really need to be here for that, but I, I he, he kind of does. Like, how come Matt's out of who? Who's out of voice data? I guess he's not out of voice. He's out of data. It's not like he's out of minutes. Like he's he, he did too much roaming. Like he drove to the rock. He, he drove to Rockford and then made a bunch of long distance phone calls. I'm sure it's that. He has been using his data on his phone while at work, not getting on the Wi-Fi because, I mean, that's, that's, that would be stupid. Don't get on the Wi-Fi at work and then, like, fuck around. So I'm sure that's what it is. But uh, either way, doesn't get us to where we need to be. It's time for our next segment, uh, Plugs. You guys, you guys want to, boy... I didn't. I have a plug, but I didn't really want to do it. I was hoping that I would, I would use the plug in another week, when I have more information about the plug. Because it's a TV show, I recently started watching with Gina. Um, I'll allude to it now. It's it's a show that I had uh, no interest in, but one day Gina and I sat down, and she was like, "People seem to like this show. You know, we ain't got no show right now." What if we just watched the first episode and saw if we liked it? And we did that, and we liked it. And then I hated the second episode, and I was like, I'm back. I'm on the fence. You remember uh, remember an important so-and-so named Wilson from Home Improvement? I was almost like him. I was on the fence. He was merely near it. Uh but I was like, after that, I was like, we will fucking see if I continue to watch this show because this show does not necessarily align with the things I want to see in a show. Questionable. But uh, we watched one more, and holy fucking shit, that third one, one of the best episodes of television. I can remember saying I loved it so very much. Boy, did I cry. Boy, did I have a good time. What a good show. And so uh, that's all I've seen so far. Do you know what the show is? Do you know where Matt is? Do we know anything? Am I going to release this if this is all that happens? Yes. The answer is yes. Matt Schmidt has joined the call. Have I been talking the entire time you were gone? Yes. How you doing, Matt? 
fine, I think. Is oh, this working now? Now, so far, it seems like it's working really well. Keep talking. Well, what, no, you have a shirt that has an F on it. Does that does that does that mean fuck? Uh, it's the F three Winter Marathon, uh, which is a Chicago based marathon at the end of January. I believe that one of the Fs does stand for fuck. Yes. Ooh, like, I like that part. I think it's someone told me it was like fucking frigid freaks or something because only idiots would want to run a half marathon next to Lake Michigan at the end of January. Are you but were I, you I, one like, of those fucking cool. frigid freaks? That's how I got the uh, the sweater. Hot damn. Good job by you. Uh, things are working well. To be clear, uh, the podcast is underway. And so it's time for me to ask you, Matt Schmidt, eat anything good lately? Before we do that. I'll be in charge if we decide whether we ignore questions. Okay. If you have a request, I'll listen to your request. May I make a request? You, you certainly. I cannot prevent you from making a request. What, what is this bullshit you want to say? I kept this shit rolling for like six minutes. <laughs> I want to know what you were talking about. That's all. You I, know, I, I, I never. I, I have never listened to a single episode I've been on. Well, let me like, tell you. If you ever do, I recommend the first six minutes of this podcast because <laughs> you are barely in it. Um, I kind of did my plug. I plugged the TV show that I have started watching, but I didn't say what the show was. And I think I'm going to leave it like that because I was hoping that you'd have a plug and I wouldn't even do one at the end. But now that I've already done one, I'm certain done one ish. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to leave it be. And if, if certain listeners can interpret what the show is, that'll be good for them. But I haven't finished watching the season of the show I am watching. And so I am happy to let it let it ride, and we'll do it another time. Uh, I, I honestly have no idea if even you have watched this show, so maybe it would be a great or terrible conversation topic because, like, I'm not watching it as it airs, so it's not like if you if you were a big fan, you'd be like, oh yes, keep watching, and I won't say anything because how could we like how can me a few episodes in and you the super pro talk about it? That wouldn't work. Okay. Well, we'll see, I guess. Anyway, eat anything good lately? Do that one. <laughs> um, I feel like a while ago I had this sort of thing where I had this realization about this. Uh, Wait, I want to stop segment. for a second. I want to stop. How how did you fix your how, – how, why is it working now? I forgot to talk about uh, that. Did you ever watch the show The IT Crowd? Did you shut it off and turn it back on again? I did. Hey, that's good work by you. Hello, this is IT. If you try turning it off and on again. <laughs> and then that one guy fucked those girls on girls, so he did great. <laughs> yeah. Now Matt Berry is uh, everywhere, and it's fantastic. Ups to him. I love it. Okay, I apologize for interrupting, but I am I, I, I moderately apologize. I'm glad we covered this important segment of how did you make the podcast good, because now I can I can tell people that in the future. But also, uh, you have come to a realization about the Eat Anything Good Lately segment, and I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I feel like I put this in the chat uh, a while back where it's like, I've had this realization about one of the segments, and next time I'm on, I'll talk about it. And then I sort of realized that my observation was probably super obvious to everyone else, and it had just taken me several years to sort of cotton on to it. Um, 
I feel like whenever you've asked me eaten anything good lately, I've always been like, oh, like, what's the nicest thing that I've eaten lately? Like, have I gone to, like, a nice restaurant or made myself a, uh, you know, a, a fancy meal from one of the various recipes, you know, books that gets sure. tossed around every once in a while? Um, and then I forget who was on, but someone was just like, yeah, I, maybe it was your solo episode. And I, you were like, I made myself some buttered noodles, and they were, like, the best thing that I've had in three years. I was like, oh, it can be so simple. So last week, um, every I, I'm still doing running training stuff. Um, every Thursday, I do uh, speed work with a group of people. It's basically like running around the track usually. Uh, and I was doing that last Thursday, and I had this sudden and super intense craving for just a plain-ass peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I got home, and I made myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it was one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. You know, something about it hit the spot perfectly. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like you ate something good lately. Right? PBJ is, is uh, fucking crushes. You should be so lucky. We as humans, like when, when like, we, if, if we were just people out on the plains told, make a PBJ, you could never do it. So many people had to work together to create this beautiful thing, and then you get it, and it is more wonderful than you could ever conceive. If we were just on our own, here's the food you would eat. Some corn, an apple, if I find it on the ground, and I can eat the part that's not rotten. Like, we would eat garbage, but instead we work together. We we love one another, and sometimes we get to eat a PBJ and thank goodness for that. I love it so. It was so simple and so good. I don't think, I don't think I could pick out like a peanut bush or tree if like you held a gun to my head and would murder me for not being able to do so. Like, boy, I like. I guess I can look around and see if like I know what a peanut and shells look looks like. I can just keep looking for that until I see it. But I, I honestly don't know if I'm going to see I'm that on the plant. Pretty sure that the peanuts grow underground. That's not going like, to work for me. Come yeah. down. <laughs> From the bush, <laughs> and then grow underground, which is actually very creepy to me. Yeah, like, and it just sets off a weirdness. Maybe peanuts be fucked up. We don't know. This, this maybe, maybe know. we shouldn't be eating less. Um, so it was great. Let 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 let's let's break it down. What are, what are the elements of your exquisite PBJ? Uh, just regular like. I need multi-grain bread. I don't even know what brand is. I, gr- I always grab the same brand. I don't, it's just like whatever is stocked in my supermarket. Sure. Um, I do the uh, Smucker's Natural Crunchy Peanut Butter. So I like that a lot. Um, and then for the jelly, I think it was that like vaguely French sounding one that comes in an octagon container, with, like a very plain white label. It's like, it's got like a lady name Mom. on it. I got the same shit in my fridge. That's that, yeah, that, that's so like, good. We like are Aunt Mama or something. I think you're exactly right with that uh, Mama thing. Uh, someone will clean that up for us. But um, this is extraordinarily similar to my standard PBJ. I also like. I am not like a fan. I don't know if, if there's a listener out there who hasn't gotten this message yet, but I'm not like a fancy guy. 
But I'm also not like eating white bread. I just, I don't like that. That's not how I, I'm sure if I, that's what I ate growing up, I would like it, but I didn't, so I don't. Um, and mm-hmm. so I am very much like a not, like if I, if I can get like a good sourdough, sure, I would happy, happily have a PBJ with that, but that's not my standard. My standard is like a whole wheat or multigrain, some sort of like decent, but not fancy bread. And then I always want, I never want the peanut butter that is like legit and you have to stir it and it gets all fucked up. What I want is the natural version of something that's like mainstream. So like Um, natural Skippy or nat, like I don't want the regular one that's like nothing but fake sugar shit stuff in it. I don't want that, but in between and then like let that's that's where where we're gonna spend the money, where we're gonna splurge, where we're gonna be excited. Give me that real whether it's raspberry I I currently have like a I don't I, this is not a common one, but that I wanna say it's like Lady Maman and I know that's so wrong. But <laughs> she made me some shit that's like blueberry that I got in the fridge right now and boy does that connect. That's fantastic. Good blueberry. I think I'm on a big raspberry kick right now. Doing extremely um, well. So that's that's where I'm going with it. Yeah, and and you just you do that now. Do do you just is it just the straight you you pull the bread out of the bag or do you like to toast the bread at all? Um, normally I just pull it out of the bag. I have respect for the toasting. At at that moment, I was too hungry to. Create extra barriers. That's pretty much the the standard, isn't it? Like, I'm the same way. Like, if it honestly, here's what it is. If it's like just, it's for lunch, and not only is it for lunch, but it's like, I just kept writing head notes, and all of a sudden it's one thirty, and I'm like, I'm gonna pass out and fall asleep on my keyboard if I don't go eat some fucking food. (laughs) Then I go out there, and I'm just like, okay, PBJ is gonna get inserted into my goal immediately. But then if I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm in a good spot. I finished this case. I'm going to go do this. Then I'm very happy. Go out there, toast the bread, get everything nice. And mm-hmm. then it, it, it's they're both fantastic. And I, I like having the range. I like doing it both ways. PBJ, one of the best foods. I think if you toast the bread, it makes the peanut butter spreading a little bit easier. Oh, yeah. Wait. It, yeah. Because the kids look get a little melty. Yeah. Um, if you go too fast, obviously you're you're, you're piercing the toast. Um, yep. A la birdcage, Nathan Lane and birdcage. It, it, it's it's a not time, a difficult thing to do. Yeah. That's great. By the way, I I do have my dual screen thing going on because I'm sitting at, at my regular computer desk and it is Bon Maman. Oh. Uh, jam, and for some reason, well, I searched Lady Maman jelly, so close enough. Yeah, and um, the second, the the first non-sponsored Google result is a Times of Israel article called, titled "Is Bon Maman the Anti-Nazi Jam?" Do you have an answer to that, or uh, you know, either way, I'm happy to eat it. Yeah. (laughs) To be honest, I mean, it would just be better if it was. If it's not like. I hope it's I not the Vichy oh, jam. Nice. I don't want to eat the Vichy jam. <laughs> I don't want to, like, we, here's what we are certain of. These people were like, let's lay down our arms. These Hitler guys are cool. 
A Holocaust survivor tells a fellow shopper she only eats that jam become owners of her family from Nazis, but secretive French family isn't commenting. I don't know if I love the... I mean, it's not the same as being a Holocaust denier, but if you're like, <laughs> don't tell anyone we helped the Jews, that's not great. <laughs> I don't like it. Okay, don't read it anymore because I'm going to keep eating this jam either way. <laughs> and Pat, if you fucking email me or text me and say that, by the way, your favorite jam, they love to not acknowledge they helped the Nazis, you are in big trouble. Speaking of... The fact that oh. the phrase bon maman got milkshake ducked is a thing that like <laughs> makes sense in the English language is horrible. I hate it. Like We should not live in a future where you can just stack those words on top of each other and it makes sense. That, that's, that, who's, for whom is that good? Answer The answer is no one. Well, there's another thing that's not going to be good for anyone, and I, I hate to even bring it up, but I got to do it. Uh, Matt, you got to add a song to this playlist, and it's got to be better than all the other songs on the playlist. And you know what the problem with that is? One of the songs on this damn playlist, well, it's Night Moves. Babs Myers, mm -hmm. as has been uh, extensively discussed in the group chat, uh, I believe the repeated phrasing was "upped the ante," and she sure did mm -hmm. up the ante because uh, if you now now d uh, undeniably, some people like. That song by Sierra Farrell that I can't remember by Dave. And some people like that song by Bronson Pinchot that Gina did. And then all, many people love the song Crazy by Patsy Cline, which was wit written by Willie Nelson. But here, here's what's up. You got to do a song that is better than Night Moves. And now that's your job. Now you could say that's your favorite. Now, if you, if you want to just say like that is unquestionably my favorite song, you're allowed to do so. But you got to mean it. And like as much as we all love Night Moves, I don't know how many of us are like, no, that is that is one of one. That's the only that's the only song I care about. But it also is going to mean something when you say, I like this song more than that. And so, uh, are are you prepared to say I like? this song more than that about anything you know i actually uh texted one babs myers after actually like while listening to the episode to discuss Flex. her selection of night moves um and told her that she raised the ante and then we got into a discussion about uh the ideas that i had if i were to ever come on the podcast and and do this segment and look at you now um, take a look at you now just, is it take a look at me now <laughs> take a look at me now no um and i had like a few a couple actually a couple and one of them i think is the like nuclear option for this particular group of people that listen to this podcast um and i'm kind of wondering whether i should go nuclear option babs by the way said that it was also on her list and that I had foiled her again or something like that. That's exactly interesting because the thing that when you said that about nuclear option and I will, let's just put all our cards on the table. I asked Matt if he could be on the show tonight and he said, yes. And I said, I'm going to ask you about this. And of course we're going to do the song thing. And he said, I am debating. I have a nuclear option. I thought what I was the nuclear option for you but I don't think that Babs would really acknowledge it as such. 
So now I think I was wrong about what the nuclear option was. I and, and under okay. no circumstances. Well, and if if you say well, the song that is the one I was thinking of, I'll tell you. But otherwise, I won't tell you. I I mean I used the phrase nuclear option, um, and I told her and she said that was on my list, and she said she should have gone with that one. I don't do no, no. In fairness to Babs, I don't think there can. And then she, she did she did fantastic. Said, yeah, she literally said, "Curse you, Schmidt." Curse you, um, Schmidt. Wow, but, high praise. But we debated. Like she, I think she wanted to up the ante without like destroying the segment. I feel like there's a song out there that might kind of destroy the segment, or it might make things really interesting because I think it would make. I think it would make. People really have to justify it. I I do like the idea of the sh- of this segment going in a certain way that it secretly be not secretly it openly becomes it perhaps counterintuitively is what I'm looking for there makes everybody's submissions become extremely individualized and like only the <laughs> songs that you're like no to me this is the best song and everyone has to do that because there's not even any communal song that we all <laughs> like anymore because we did night moves and would I, and honestly at this point like the th- the song i was thinking of i don't think babs likes very much but i think you do so i don't mm-hmm. e- i i honestly have no idea what you guys would agree is like crushing but you don't have to do that. Is that is that the direction you feel like you're going? I do think you should say if you think you're if you think you're dropping the bomb here on us. I, I think you should acknowledge that. No, I yeah, I will. Oh man, I feel like is this the death of the monoculture? Is this what's happening? Where this thing is going to become the very specific niche songs that all of us like, instead of like the one television show that everyone in the country watched. And of course, like, and of course, like, the, here I, I can, I can. If this impacts it at all, my intention, one hundred percent, is that when we do the segment, and then someone comes on and says, "I, I don't think I have a song I like better than that," we're just going to start it over and we'll just make a new playlist, <laughs> and that's fine. Okay. So it's not like you're going to like wreck the game or wreck this. It's not. It's not my cool playlist podcast talk it's sauce talk so like we can we can do whatever we want so don't 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 hold back on that regard okay i do have like a small list of the songs that i consider perfect songs even though i know they're not largely considered (laughs) like better songs than night moves they are songs that just speak to me on a very like how about that It, it is night moves on your perfect songs list it is not okay that's not I mean, I don't have a perfect songs list, but if I did, I don't know that I would put Night Moves on it. But if I had a, a list of songs that were like 98% perfect or better, I think it would be on that. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I, to me, the, like the perfect song list is it's it's only four songs. And one of them's like a chorus from an opera. Um, they're just songs that I can always listen to and like always hit me in a very specific way. Yeah. Um, so what what, them, what three 100 Gex songs do you have on this list? <laughs> We're going to go see that tree this spring, Johnny. It's going to be gonna so go good. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, all right. I'm just going to do it. Do it. The 
the song that I think is better than Sierra Farrell's In Dreams, Crazy, as sung by Patsy Cline, All Choked Up by Broncho, and Night Moves by Bob Seger. Oh, it's Broncho, not Bronson Pinchot. I apologize. <laughs> I, I forgot that. That was a very funny image in my brain, imagining Bronson Pinchot singing a song. <clears throat> um, is God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. <laughs> Not what I thought of, but especially in terms of this group, I think. I know. Here, here's the realness. It's like what you've really done here is swung the onus of this game away from the listener or the guest, but onto me, because like I know a lot of people in the group who will be like. That's yeah, that's the end of the game. And I also know a person or two Bill Bill Kalish who will be like, Oh yeah, that's that's fine. I I could tell you some stuff. Are you familiar with Mastodon? I like these Mastodon songs better. <laughs> and so now I'm like, I gotta figure out what to do in terms of the next guest. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it fucks with the game. You, you, it's it's an incredible move. Um, it's not what I was thinking of, but it is absolutely like if, if somehow, some way the, the cannon were to be turned around and pointed at the host instead that I would not be so unenthusiastic about saying, you know what, that, that'll do for me. I just won't participate because the, the game is over. It's just so good. That album is practically a perfect album. If you take out the weird instrumental thing. Yeah. That is, to me, a perfect album. God only knows this is such a wonderful, perfect answer there. Um, and here's what's crazy. I do think it is better than Sierra Farrell and Bronson Pinchot. Not to <laughs> disparage anybody who's come on before, but I just I feel like the uh -huh. escalation here is significant. I know. Babs up the ante, and I felt like I I I saw it, and I raised. Yeah, that's a re-raise right there. Um, I don't I don't envy the next person. I don't really. We should also note for the listener that current guest and general Sauce Talk fan Matt Schmidt has made a playlist on Spotify of the songs on this list, and. uh Boy, this is a big ask. But if I remember to do it, let me make a note. I'll uh, link that playlist in the show notes. And you can click on that, and then that way future guests too <laughs> are so excited to say, oh, here's my song that I think is much better than Night Moves and God Only Knows. They can they can look at the list and then tell us about their favorite songs that are better than those songs. It is uh, in guest order, obviously, not in order of anybody's preference. I cannot be clear enough that nothing about the list is disparaging any prior song on it. The whole point of the list is that every song is better. And so we could have done this list 3,000 songs in a row, and the first person said, like, a song they actively disliked if they wanted to. 
So please, no one yeah. think that like the fact that certain people have upped the ante indicates that like other people played the game wrong. Maybe the next time we start now, I don't, here's what's up. I don't think this game's going to last very much longer. If we do this three more <laughs> times, I'll be surprised. Um, but at, when it does end, I'm just going to reset it because this is fun. And then that'll be part of it too is there's not going to be any repeats. So we'll use it. So okay. in, then going forward, I'll show people the old playlist and then here's the new one. And then, uh, you got to pick a song that you think is the best song on the new playlist and you can't use anything from the old one. So it's not going to be. Every time God only knows that would not be interesting. Um, but, uh, I think this is very exciting. Thank you for your great contribution. (laughs) Thank you. For the record, I did listen to all of the songs. Do you want to rank them? You can rank all the songs. They're all very good. They're all very good. good. Not one of them is bad. I don't think so. One of them is kind of bad. (laughs) It's the Bronson Pin Show. It's time for our next segment. Uh, we've got a, an update on a previous segment. Do you remember friend, uh, well, debatable, friend of the podcast, Diana, who sent me an email? It's been a long yes. time. I um, remember you got an email and we were trying. you were trying to decide whether or not to respond to it. Uh, just for the listener, we, we have an update on this. I... Uh, I have a very basic email address and I get stuff that is clearly like real, but not directed at me pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but here are some highlights from the email to just let everybody recall what this was. Uh, this is the email from Diana. I did not reveal her email address. John WTF. Is that all about? She doesn't allow you to speak to literally your best friend. What the actual fuck? I was here long before her, and I will be here long after she's gone. Do not do not jeopardize our friendship, and I say friendship considering you've been cheating on me for over a year now, so can't exactly consider you a boyfriend. Uh, skipping ahead, I have literally about five guys messaging me, begging to see me again, one of which I've been hanging out with a lot. Much, all caps, much, much, much sexier than you could ever be. He surfs. He has money. His father is American. He speaks French. He's a lawyer. A lawyer, John. He's an adult, all caps, an adult, five exclamation points. Can you imagine? Two question marks, all caps, an adult, four exclamation points, not a child. Uh, this is the last part I'll read. So seriously, get real, John. You know, and you said it yourself, I was by far the hottest girl you'll ever sleep with your entire life. And the contrary is not right. Okay. Uh, so that's Diana. Mm-hmm. And the update is she, oh, uh, she still hasn't emailed me back. <laughs> okay. It's time for our next segment. Uh, Matt, what sauce are you bringing to the table this week? I think that, well, I had two thoughts, um, two options. Boy, uh, you know, I think this John guy might have had two thoughts as well. <laughs> T-H-O-T, Slamma-Jamma. <laughs> Did I tell you that I sometimes get emails about airspace incursions for this random 
uh, Air Australian Air Force Base. You've not told me this, but these sounds like uh, matters of national security. And they keep sending them to me, no matter how many times I tell them that I am not a person with like security clearance. This ain't good for anybody. Don't tell me this shit. Yeah, I don't want to hear this. You gotta come get mad at me. Apparently, incursions are way up recently. Trying to figure out it's those damn UFOs. Yeah. Well, no. Now, what are they? They're called something else now, right? Like aerial phenomenon. UAPs, unknown aerial phenomenon, something like that. I thought it was an aerial phenomenon when that great movie made so much money back in the late 80s. Little Mermaid. I got it eventually. Did you see that there's a live-action remake of Moana? Yeah, that's not good. None of these have been any good. That's going to suck shit as well. I feel like the turnaround time has just gotten faster and faster. And they just want to put the rock in it. That's the whole thing. They're like, what if we get like current movie stars? We can't just tell Will Smith to do it. He's fucking slapping idiots out here. Black Adam failed terribly. Mm. The rock is bored. We need this before he becomes angry. I, I don't think we'll like him when he's angry. Oh, man. Okay. Um, sauce. What is it talking about? Right. I had a couple of thoughts. I think... I think the sauce that I'm bringing to the table is uh, a balsamic vinegar. It's a great sauce. There's not going to be any dispute. Everybody knows this is a sauce. It's not a dressing. There's no distinction between dressing and sauce. Don't tell me about that. I don't want more messages complaining about the sauces. Don't give them to me. Anyway, uh, how, how do you how do you enjoy this sauce? How are you saucing? I feel like it could be used a few ways. Um, there is a uh, mushroom lentil stroganoff recipe. Yeah, this is crushing. uh, I like a lot that normally calls for Worcestershire Worcestershire sauce. Um, Boy, I can't say that word. You give me a thousand tries. I bullet in my brain, and I'm I'm just going to ask for the bullet. Westchester sauce. Yeah, Worcestershire. Let's go. Worcestershire, Worcestershire. But it says, you know, if you are truly, if you're a vegetarian, and I mostly made this when I was previously dating a vegetarian, um, you can substitute just like a bunch of balsamic vinegar and like throw some extra salt in. Um, So that's what I do. And it is delicious because, as you know, the lentils kind of like soak it up and become like little flavor balsamic bombs, which is fantastic. You know, it's it's an essential component of one of my favorite salad dressings. Just a, a lovely balsamic vinaigrette is uh, is fantastic for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I I've kind of been craving it lately. It's it's my theme for the food uh, questions in this episode. It's just like, what has Matt been craving lately? And I, I think that it works well as a not overly but relatively simplistic thing that you can just be like, yeah, I'm not like it, it doesn't have to be the fanciest thing. I can use this in whatever means I want to, and you're going to do really well with that. Mm-hmm. It sounds great. Um, it's a staple for me in terms of I'm roasting some vegetables in the oven Mm. at a high, high heat. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a little concerned. They're not going to quite get over the top. 
And so when there's like three minutes left on the oven at that high, high heat, I'm going to go yank them out and dump some of this on there and be like, oh, oh, I made it too good. Everybody's <laughs> loving it. Um, that is my primary use, uh, usage of that these days. Um, even also more very than good yeah. stuff. Speak on that. Grilled vegetables, grilled vegetables too. You throw, you toss um, some asparagus with some balsamic and yeah. some lemon. There you go. Let it soak for a little while. Always plays nice with a lemon for sure. Yeah. Lemon and then like some kind of like chili flake thing over a vegetable. I mean, just all those things want to hang out together. We're always going to have a good time. Really yeah. good stuff. Uh, Matt, it's time for our final main segment. And you are so fortunate to be here tonight because let me show you what I'm bringing out. It's the big clipboard of etiquette stuff. And we're going to talk about oh, it. No. It's not, oh no, it's, oh yes. You're so excited. We're going at random. I'm just going to throw some shit at you. I don't know what it is either. I haven't read this. Now, oh. remind me, this is, this is from that like New Yorker thing, right? Like that, or what I believe it's like, an offshoot New... of New York magazine Okay. that they took, they asked like a huge, a, a large number of people who write for them. To be like, uh, let's we're just gonna split up all these categories, and you write about what you're you think you're knowledgeable mm -hmm. about, and then uh, I'll, I'll depending on what it is, I'll either give you the main line, or maybe I'll give you some of the the writer's description of how why they feel that way. But really, we want to evaluate: mm -hmm. is this good advice? Um, I was generally pretty skeptical of the advice last time. But I also know that I read some of this and was like, oh, this sucks. I think, I think I agree with this. I remember uh, the internet going after this pretty hard when it first came out. <laughs> that's true too. And I believe that's why, and we'll go ahead and credit her again. This was brought to my, like, I'm perhaps if I'm, I'm not on Twitter anymore, if I were still on Twitter, perhaps I would have seen way more of this, but I was on I'm, I'm on Instagram still and uh, mm -hmm. a listener of her own episodes and no others. Margaret Rogers was kind enough to uh, bring this to my attention. And then uh, when I talked to her about it a little bit, she was like, oh, I actually do think you're right. That's a that's a great ongoing podcast segment. Mm -hmm. And so uh, here's one. I'm just I'm just this is literally the first one I'm seeing. I don't think this is going to be too contentious. Never send an edible arrangement. Yeah. I. You want one of those? I don't want one of those. That sounds fucked up. Not really. When I worked at the... When I was clerking, there was an edible arrangement, like physical location across the street from the courthouse or like kitty corner kind of. And I always, I never figured out how they sent enough to actually maintain a physical space of any kind. Yeah. You'd think that it's like 95% online orders and then 5% walk-ins and that somehow justifies the 
the like you can ring the bell and some guy runs out from the back like what do you want tell me fast like there's like the, otherwise we're just like fucking slammed in the back how many pieces of pineapple yeah. cut who died your grandma's alive i can tell you're out of here fuck you okay i don't think we gotta go too far i think we agreed we're not sending edible arrangements like everybody people making good points if you got a, a grieving family you want to support Send them real food, not edible arrangements. The person who wrote this is right. But the person yeah. who wrote this also wrote the next one, which I find much more interesting now that I look at it. It's okay to ghost after one date. Hmm. Is there? <clears throat> I'm not giving you anything else. I want to. I want to talk about that. I haven't read it myself either. I don't know what they say. I have a. I have what I would say if I were in the hot seat, but you're in the hot seat. I'll tell you the yeah. truth about what my opinion is after you say. <laughs> Johnny's gonna be like, I think it's okay to ghost at any time. <laughs> and I, the screen goes blank, and the podcast never comes out. <laughs> You have three small children. Just leave. So you're going to oh, have oh, a pack you, of cigarettes and you, never come back. Yeah, we have three small children. Excuse me. We had three small children. And now I, I live in Mexico. <laughs> now I live in Mexico with my the pack of Marlboros I got when I actually went out. <laughs> We're all very happy together. Um, I think that it is, man. Honestly, I think it's largely okay to ghost after one date. I think with your largely, I'm with you. I was, my thought in my head was this is more context dependent than the answer wants to give it. I have definitely yes. been on first dates where it would not be acceptable to ghost after the first date. Yes. But in general, it's okay. If it's what yes. you're, what we in the modern age think of as a standard first date, it's not the nicest thing, but also it's not the nicest thing to be like, man, turned out I didn't like you. Goodbye forever. Like, that's not the <laughs> nicest thing. That sucks. That's um, true. So assuming it's you, but I mean, I have, it's, it's been a while. It's obviously pre-Gina, so that means it's pre-2015. But in that prior era, I definitely went on first dates where I had a, a connection with a person to such an extent that it would be inappropriate to do that. But it's like one or two. Yeah, I I probably, I mean, of the two of us, I definitely had the more recent sort of back out there dating experiences. And there was one person who I actually like texted with for a while. And we just never... That's 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 one of one of mine is the same thing. I had too many prior conversations. It made the date bad, and it meant I couldn't ghost anymore. <laughs> Two but big the problems. Thing is, like the thing is, like we kind of just ghosted each other. Ooh, speak on like, that. So we've been texting like for a week or two, and we we're like, all right, we'll go out and get a drink. But then she wasn't feeling well, so we didn't do it. So we decided to, like get coffee on a Sunday. I mean, we met on the coffee, and it was like it was it was one of those days. Where wait, like, this didn't is fine. wait, didn't wouldn't the Sunday melt? Boom. Nah. 
we went out for coffee on a day that was a Sunday. And it was like totally fine. And we What a like, great description of a date. Totally fine. Right. But it was, you know, it was like, oh, we uh, the dynamic in person was like completely different and that's such a thing. We we're definitely like searching for stuff to talk about and like walked her the block to her car, gave her a hug and was like, "Yeah, it was, it was it was nice to meet you. Maybe we should do it again sometime." She was like, yeah, it was nice to meet you too. And then like just, and then neither of us communicated at all after that. Is it ghosting if the other person doesn't text you or is that just mutual understanding? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't think that even counts as ghosting. I think if neither of you text, then you just are both fucking smart about what happened here. And that's, (laughs) that's good. That's good job by both of you. Okay. I mean, other than that, I have not. I don't know. I don't. I don't really like ghosting people. Oh, you don't like it, but sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes it's the best way. Well, what's the difference between? Sorry, I just realized that my fucking was tied. Um, what's the difference between ghosting someone and just sort of the conversation tailing off on its own? Well, in this case, it would be that you met the person and they message you and they're yeah. like, "Do you want? When I'm are we t- going to go out again?" And you're like, I, I'm just going to block your number because I, I can't be bothered. Okay. But, but sometimes that's, that's the right fair. thing to do. In my is opinion. that is is that what we're defining as ghosting? I think for it to be ghosting, the other person has to try to contact you and you just decline to reply. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's like a mutual understanding, and I don't think it. I mean, I guess you could call it mutual ghosting, but it's not. It's clearly not the same thing. Right. So my, I, I, I had. Several conversations that just kind of, you know, yeah, that's, sort of that's, lagged on its own to death. That it wasn't one person like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" Or like, see, that's what's tough. I was seeing and thought of you and didn't reply. Yeah, or, see, know. that's what's tough. That never happens to me. They always keep coming back. <laughs> right, it's time for our next uh, question. I, I, I don't intend to normally just go straight down the line, but these are all just so good, yeah. right in order, and it's more ghosting stuff. Okay. If you ghost someone, stay gone forever. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, absent very specific circumstances. Yeah, what are the specific circumstances, though? I don't know. Like, I got hit by a car. (laughs) I need you to save my my life. (laughs) I have been in a coma for three months. I wasn't ghosting you. I just, you know. Well, I mean, absent circumstances in which you are not ghosting them, sure. I don't know if I agree with this. What about you ghost someone, and then they message you, and they're like, I want to have sex. We don't have to date anymore. (laughs) That sounds like you should not stay gone forever. Sure. So you agree, you changed your mind, and you agree with me now. I don't Why know. are you making that face? <laughs> I don't, I'm making the face because I, you know, I I feel like ghosting. I feel like ghosting is only bad if the person being ghosted cares, right? Like, so you're so in this circumstance is extreme, <sighs> especially bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, I feel like there needs to be like some sort of emotional thing going on. Like if you just hook up with someone a few times and there's nothing like there's no emotional or, or intimate connection. And then like one time the, they're like, Hey, you want to come over and you just don't respond. And then three weeks later they're like, Hey, you want to come over? And then like, yeah, sure. Is that, but is that even ghosting then? I think your circumstance raises different issues I'm concerned about, which are that <laughs> I am trying to ghost someone and then they're like, hey, it seems like you ghosted me, but if you come over to my house, you can have sex with me. I'm concerned they're going to kill me when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> either like, either they might kill you or it speaks to some sort of like profound need for human connection. <laughs> or they're just, yeah. <laughs> It's just like really sad. I don't know. Not sad. But We're like, gonna leave that one up in the air. But I think I know which way yeah. I stand. I, I, I flipped a bunch of pages. I got a new okay. one. This one's very topical for the podcast for both of us. Is it technical difficulties? Listening is not the time for you to silently rehearse what you want to say next. Yeah. I mean, I think that's true. Yeah. And I, I don't think, think so. I do that on the podcast, but I think that people might accuse me of that. But they'd be wrong, right? 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 right. That Natalie Portman meme, right? <laughs> right? And I am... Uh, God, I can't even remember the actor's name. Just standing there with the same Doofus face. boy. Yeah. Anakin. Adult Anakin. Um, I don't know, like I was, you know, you were, we were talking about jam and I was like, oh, I should look up the name of that jam. I wasn't like waiting for my turn to tell you about the jam, but I was seeking out information. I, I yeah, I, I think, I think that you're in the right there. Um, I think that there's a distinction there. But yeah. If you're just like waiting for your turn, that's usually bad and you're not actually listening. You're just kind of letting someone talk at you while planning out your next steps. Good point. The next one, and I'm just, I, I was actually listening. That was, that was the joke. You, you're not, you're not, you're not thinking out your next steps. I know. Um, this is a really good one. After high school, you're not allowed to be a birthday diva. No, 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 you're, you're giving me some confusion face. I'm going to read. There's only one line that follows. Well, two sentences, okay. but it's short. So I'll read you the thing again. And I'm going to give you the follow-up that it gives us. After okay. high school, you're not allowed to be a birthday diva. You can't use the day to make unreasonable demands on people. You're growing up, so grow up. So it seems like you're thinking really hard about whether you are allowed to be a birthday diva, which surprises me. <laughs> You're like, well, I do think I'm allowed to be a birthday diva, but I have been troubled by birthday divas in my life. <laughs> I mean, everybody's got that person where it's like, it's not a birthday. It's like a whole week that celebrates me. Oh, you, you pray to God. It's only a week, right? <laughs> you hear this. Somebody, you know what? You know what? Here, here's a fact. Somebody tells me, oh, it's my birthday month. 
we can be dating six months. You just got ghosted. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I have to go home and take a shit. I'll be right back. And then that's the last you see of me. We could have opened up an escrow account to buy a house together. <laughs> You're done. I mean, you know, my, my mother on my birthday would tell me that it wasn't my actual birthday until the time I was born. Which is a stretch in the complete opposite directions of enormous proportions. <laughs> what time like, were you born? Honestly, I think sometime in the afternoon. Did Did you get I the next morning that. as well? No. That See, that's that bullshit. You gotta You gotta get twenty four hours. If well, you're gonna like, say it's three in the afternoon, then tomorrow morning at ten, you get to fuck. Like, give me the cake again. Let's go again. Let's do it. But it's three p.m. to three p.m. the next day. Yeah. But I was, I was like, like uh, well, it's like, it's not the birth hour. It's not the birth minute. It's like the birth day. I was born on August twenty fourth, so August twenty fourth that day is yeah. my birthday. I'm totally fine with that. If it's a twenty four, in fact, I think I might even prefer it be a twenty four period starting at the moment of your birth. But it can't be. It starts at three, and then at midnight, you're also fucked again. That 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 sucks. <laughs> I get what's the. I guess I don't know what they really mean by unreasonable demands. Like, I, so I feel like you're an adult. You can't really make. I don't feel like I can make other adults do stuff that often. Imagine telling me to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like Johnny, uh, it's my birthday. You need to go eat. Uh, I won't even hear the end of the sentence. Like, nope. From Oak Shabal with me. Here's what's like, up. I'm not friends yeah. with Matt Schmidt anymore. <laughs> like, well, I can't do that. You can't make me because I'm a whole adult human being with my own agency. I guess like is this like towards like sweet sixteen people that have like elaborate sweet sixteen parties? It, it it specifically says once you're like out of high school, but I I mean there are people here here's here's what's up though you know what we're do guys do this? Not that I mean I, I, I most of my guy friends actively do not want to celebrate their birthdays anymore. That's me, yeah. I, you get invited to my birthday party? Fuck no, you didn't ever. You met me after my birthday period was over because that was you met me after I was, God, fifteen. Like, don't care. You you want to hear a fact about what I? Here, here's how I spent my twenty first birthday uh, at home at my parents' house doing nothing. Never cared. Now, I birth my birthday okay. is May eighteenth, so it was always awkward in college because it was like. Everybody was leaving town and going home, mm -hmm. but I was like, "Fine by me, good. I don't, I don't need to do anything." I did not have one drink on my twenty-first birthday, and I didn't care at all. Okay, so you're at the opposite extreme. I feel yeah. like. I mean, so that also you might just say this is kind of an easy one for me. <laughs> Let's do one more. Okay. Ooh. This is a great one right here. So I'm going to read you the uh, whole thing just because the initial line itself is not that specific, but I think you'll get the point. Always be the first one out. No matter if you're on the subway, 
in the office at a party, you should be the first one to bounce when things go wrong for any reason. Feeling menaced? Smell smoke? Time to head out. Not bringing anything to the situation? Run for the door. Making it a choice to always be the first one to leave in any kind of bad situation can save lives and help end a boring party for those who don't feel as bold. So you can, I would love to hear about uh, your thoughts on this, both in terms of if you think it's good advice and if you think it's advice that you follow. I think... Oh, boy. Okay. I think that it's terrible advice that is emblematic of this terrible cultural shift that we've been undergoing for, like, the past 10 years. Um, which is, like... And I see it all the time in, like, leftist spaces where it's there's these two conflicting ideas where it's like, well, we believe in this better version of government and society where we all work together and we all like sacrifice for the betterment of each other. But also as soon as I am uncomfortable or, or put that or like inconvenienced in any way, I have an inalienable individual right to bounce the fuck out and screw you. (laughs) Like, and I hate it so much because it's just like, it's completely, completely incompatible where it's like, well, someone at the party, like made me slightly uncomfortable because they brought up, I don't, you know, like an embarrassing thing from 20 years ago. And that's the worst thing that could ever happen. Can you give and me an I example of that embarrassing leave. thing? What do you, what, what can you, you know, just, he doesn't have to be specific at all, but just generally I'm having trouble picturing what you're talking about. Oh no. Like, Hey, remember you know, like being at a family party, like, Hey, remember 20 years ago when you like dropped that plate of food and it was very funny. And so you're the guy bringing was, that up, huh? I don't know. No, let's say that wow. happens. And like, How well, dare because, you? because someone made brought up this embarrassing story from 20 years ago, like, sorry, grandma, your hundredth birthday party has been great, but I'm out. <laughs> like there can't be this social contract with people that just allows you to like break any social obligation or like social understanding because you feel in the slightest way uncomfortable. What if there's a social obligation? What if there's a social obligation for you to not bring stuff up from 20 years ago? (laughs) I don't know. And maybe it's, maybe, maybe there's a social obligation that if you bring up me, me dropping that plate when I was 17, that I get to leave because you should not have brought that up. And then great news. The birthday's not ruined. You guys can keep having fun, but I'm not hanging around to hear about my foibles when my <laughs> brain wasn't good yet. Any, anything you care about that? This is, this is honest. I, I honestly think I side more with you than the argument that I am making, but I also can totally see someone being like, I go, I went, I went to my grandma's birthday party and this other fucker started telling me about how I used to, like, I I fell down on the fire and everybody had to pee on me to get the fire to go out. I don't want to hear about that again. Yeah, I get, I get that. That's fair. 
But also, like, Grandma, Grandma, ain't, Grandma ain't having another 100th birthday. Grandma may not be around to see 101. Like, there's just, there, there has to be some sort of balance between, like, acknowledge, noticing and acknowledging the totally valid feelings and concerns of others and, like, the slightest hindrance just being an excuse to do, like, whatever you want, no matter how damaging that is to other people. But you need to make the comment about 20 years ago, no matter how damaging it is to other people. That's That has to stay. You just have to... The other person has to just sit there and take it. Again, I... I think we're injecting nuance into this discussion that is not present in the advice. Also, how is leaving right away saving lives? Well, that's the other thing. I mean, we have kind of run somewhat afield here because there is examples like smell smoke, time to head out. And in that case, (laughs) yeah, that's a little different than what we're talking. Like, honestly, yeah, you know what? Grandma needs a leader to show her that it's time to go because grandma's going to get out slower than you. So like grandma would appreciate it if you were like, Hey, you know what, grandma? I'm going to like, I know Matt wants to tell me about how I took a dump in the flower garden 17 years ago, but actually we all need to leave right now because I smell smoke and like we turn around and it's there. And so now I'm doing a great job by leaving first. I don't know how much we really are discussing this. Um, I don't know either, but like, even the even in the construct of the the question, it's not like you smell smoke. Tell everyone that you smell smoke, and then be like, "Hey, maybe we should get out of here." It's just bounce. Set a good don't example. <laughs> bounce. Set a good example by leaving. Like, like, why why did Johnny run screaming like, from the room? I don't know. I don't smell anything. <laughs> Uncle Steve is like, now I think Johnny's the smartest person here, and he just re- he just jumped head first out the window even though we're on the third floor i bet that means we should leave (laughs) like he wouldn't do that for nothing i bet we've been attacking Teresa across the room the whole day johnny's been getting nothing so johnny's diving head first out the window perhaps we should do the same grandma we're throwing you head first out the window So do you think that we learned a lot about – so that that was our last one. Do you think we learned a lot about etiquette tonight? I don't think we did. I don't – I I think I, – I don't think this is shifting our opinions much. But I, I had fun. Did you have fun? I did have fun. Yeah. I think it helped sharpen my definition – personal definition of ghosting. That That's true. Yeah, I didn't – no. Maybe one of the uh, future pieces of etiquette will be – don't if you're on a podcast, don't ask a guest two questions and then move to the second question before you can answer the first question. Uh, sorry for doing that. I did do that uh, egregiously. But you're right. We, 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 the, the, the ghosting conversation, I feel like, is the one we learned the most. Yeah, don't ghost people unless fun. you need to. And don't unghost people unless they want to have sex with you. And I do you disagree with any of that. I don't think so. Also, ghost someone immediately, no matter what, be the first one out the door, <laughs> no matter how the other person feels. If you because ghost it makes someone, you if you are ghosting someone because you smell smoke, you can just run away, and then like they, if they think you're so smart, they'll follow you. That's right. That's that's the way the first true test of the virgining relationship. 
No, the relationship's over. I like when you even if you follow me outside, I won't be there when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna like I smell smoke. I call the Uber. I make a special request. Back door open. And then I run out when they get there, dive into the back seat. The car drives away. You rock out. I'm just gone. Uh, Matt, we have time for just one final segment. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? I'm going to plug an Apple TV show. <clears throat> if this is and about not- Ted Lasso, you're going to get ghosted <laughs> real hard right now. <laughs> It is not about Ted Lasso. Oh, Actually, yeah. our, our our earlier reference to uh, the IT crowd made me think of it. Uh, Chris O'Dowd, who was the one of the main yep. characters on the IT crowd, is in a new show called The Big Door Prize, um, which is about this town where a machine like appears in what appears to be like some sort of like small town convenience mart. Called like the Morpho Machine or something like that. It's heavily butterfly themed. Um, it promises to reveal uh, your true potential for the cost of like two dollars and quarters. Cool. So people start going in it, and it just like it gives you a little card with you know whatever written on it. I think one person gets like a dancer, or one person gets a, a motorcycle rider. So it it kind of. The story of the the people that live in the town, Chris O'Dowd's kind of the main character, um, and how the fallout from this machine appearing and people learning or you know, being convinced that their true potential is potentially something uh, very different from what their lives currently are and, and how they deal with that and think about that. Um, this sounds really good. Is it a... Is it like a series that builds on itself or is it more like a thing where like each episode is just like someone who uses the thing and finds out their stuff? Do you, do you, uh, is is that, it's like Chris O'Dowd yeah. in every episode or how does it work? Yeah. So it's, it is, it's both in the way that a lot of television shows do it where it like there's kind of the overarching story that's weaving through but then you see like an individual character will have like a little little flashbacks towards kind of who they are and where they are in life. And you'll see them getting their card and then kind of dealing with the fallout of getting the card. Um, a lot of it is like, ooh, you get the reveal of what, you know, a person's card was at the end of the episode. It's like, oh, now everything that they've been doing makes sense or it nice. informs the story that you've been watching. But there, it does mostly follow Chris O'Dowd. He has been in every episode. Um, him and, like, his wife and the daughter and the daughter's boyfriend recently committed suicide. And, you know, so it's it's like, it's it's kind of, it's it's funny. And also it's, you know, it's drama and a comedy. Um, it's not amazing, but I did find myself... Uh, really enjoying it and kind of like enthralled by the each episode so and so this this is a thing that is on apple tv and all yeah. the episodes are out now i think only three episodes oh, are it, 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 three it is just started four. okay it has just started it's already been um renewed for a second season oh you it's love called. that these days you never you, you like, gina especially is always telling me like oh i just got into this fucking show on netflix and then, like, the day after I finished it, I found out there's no second season and there's a huge cliffhanger and I'm so mad. That's the yeah, worst. That, 
constantly. But yeah, it's yeah. called the Big Door Prize. The Big Door Prize. It sounds fantastic. It is reminiscent to me. Did you ever hear of the book of short stories, uh, Machine of Death? It sounds very familiar. Um, it's very 2000, like late aughts, early 2010s. It's, I think, edited by Ryan North, who is like the epitome of that time period. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a mach- someone somehow makes a machine that's, you push the button and it spits out a ticket that tells you how you will die. And so like it's written by a bunch of different, pe- like it's, it's short stories written by different people. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole hook is that the machine always wins and that like sure. somebody says like you're going to drown in the ocean and then they make it a point to never go near the ocean and then something fucking happens at the end or they get the thing and they ignore it and they do whatever they want to and then it gets them the same way. And maybe and mm-hmm. like some of the deaths are ironic and some of them are not. And some people care about what their ticket says and some people get the ticket and don't look at it and then it turns out it was right anyway. But uh, re- really enjoy it. Remember specifically a incredible boy. My mind is so very sharp, and everybody's impressed by how good my memory is. But I specifically remember sitting at the laundromat in uh, Cedar Rapids, Illinois, after law school, reading this book on my Kindle, and absolutely loving it. Um, but this, honestly, in a lot of ways, uh, first off, TV. Better than books because you you get to watch it, and then also uh, this isn't this is written by like pros instead of like I think this book is written by like internet nerds, so uh, I like that book. And if that sounds interesting to you, you should read it. But also, if you have Apple TV, maybe you should yes. watch this show, and it's going to be even better. Can I do a, a sidebar for one Absolutely. second? Do it. <laughs> um, after you and Babs were talking about. Um, Moby Dick. It reminded it's, it's me. It's probably the best book. The best book, which is uh, Herman Melville wanting to tell you all about the intricacies of how whaling actually works, and then throwing in none of that part is the best part of the book. <laughs> all that part, <laughs> throwing in some plot every forty to fifty pages, just be like, oh right, right, there's a story here. Um, I was li- I, I sometimes listen to this podcast called Last Podcast on the Left. Your mileage may vary. It's three arguably funny dudes uh, that talk about aliens and conspiracies and some weird history stuff. And they've been doing they did a series that I've been listening to um, about the ship called the Essex, which may have been a um, Something that Herman Mel inspiration. There's the word I'm looking for. An inspiration for Melville um, because it's about this uh, this whaling ship that got attacked by a giant, you know, like 60 foot long sperm whale, and most of the people died, and they reverted reverted to cannibalism and all that sorts of stuff. So it made me think of you guys and your your enjoyment of Moby Dick, and the white whale. No, I think it's a great point. If anyone goes back in time and has the opportunity to get on the Essex, do it because you'll get to eat someone. Uh, I think, I think you're right. Matt, I've had such a fantastic time tonight. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Are you not going to uh, do your plug? I don't have a plug. I did my plug earlier, but I didn't want to finish it. I'm, do- I'm not doing it on purpose. 
Now, oh. if anyone wants to text me uh, individually and guess what show I'm talking about, if you're right, I'll tell you. But like okay. you and, and even you will have to listen to the first six minutes or so of the podcast to find out what, no. what I said. But I, I, I will give you that. But otherwise, uh, I don't want to plug that because I've only watched a few episodes and I don't know if I like it yet. Okay. But Fair enough. I've, I've watched a few. One of the episodes is amazing. And one of the episodes made me think I should stop watching this show. High highs and low lows. Yeah. Man, I feel like I should be able to turn high highs and low lows into something, but as I could put it into the meat grinder that is my brain. And I'm like, I instantly, my first thought was like, I used to have a friend named Mike Lowe, so I'm going to use, like, nope, that's not, nobody's going to give a shit about that. <laughs> I, I turned that right back, shove that back out. I used to have a friend named Mike High. Oh, gosh. Imagine if they met Mike Med. That counts as a joke. Best wishes in the intervening days.